Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. So it's been a big week for economic bad news. The Fed hiked their interest rates again by 0.75 percentage points. Don't say it. So no and yes. Uh, No and yes. No and yes. Uh, It has not been a bad week. Really? Yeah, no. So for one thing, uh, absolutely everyone in the financial world was expecting a rate hike. Uh, okay. they, they've they've long announced that yeah, this is uh, part of their program to uh, reduce inflation, uh, which is a load. I mean, it, <laughs> yeah. it will maybe reduce the number of bank loans, and technically that is a factor of inflation. But mm-hmm. it's not going to stop the government from spending. Well, I mean. So it reduces inflation. It doesn't end inflation. It doesn't stop it. It certainly doesn't reverse inflation. <laughs> right. But it does slow down the process. Now, well, I mean, you can only slow down the, I don't even know how many tens of trillions of dollars they have you know, created out of thin air and already put into the economy that we're just now beginning to see the effects of. Mm-hmm. So uh, the uh, the three things that they're doing to slow inflation, uh, one is uh, one is the the rate hike. So like you were saying, uh, when you hike the the base rate for all of the loans, fewer loans, especially like uh, housing loans. Yeah, it's gonna, that's bad news for anybody that was looking to buy a house. Yep, yep, absolutely. Um, bad timing for it. I would mm-hmm. wait until something in the system breaks and they're forced to uh, backpedal on this. When there is officially a recession, then everyone's obligated to freak out mm-hmm. and the market has to crash. Now, we are in a recession. We have been for quite some time. And it is usually, in fact, almost always throughout the world for quite some time. I mean, at least the last 50 years plus. It is pretty much always defined as two quarters with uh, a, a negative GDP. GDP. Yes, right. and in fact, there are, product. And there are many examples of people, including presidents, multiples of them, defining it in exactly that way. Two quarters of negative rates. Mm-hmm. Which, so, I mean, on the face of it, by the basic definition they've been using for over half a century, like, you are already in a recession before it gets recognized for half a year. Hmm. So, because it, those numbers come out much later. Right, 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 exactly. And I mean, these numbers were basically available a month ago, but it wasn't official yet, mm-hmm. so we could, and that's what it's I was... still not official because right. they've changed the definition. Right, right. And, and this is what I was freaked about, out about a, a month ago, and I'm like, oh no, and I, I had my dates wrong, so I thought that they were uh, doing it like one day right after the other uh, last month. Uh, I thought it was going to be the uh, the rate hike and the, the numbers coming out, but I, I forgot that they can, uh, they can actually shift shift it by a month and pretend it's not happening for an mm. additional month because it's not official. Now, the gross domestic product uh, numbers down. are official. It occurred to me over the break a, a real simple way of uh, talking about what the, the reverse repo rate is. Yeah. So, you know how with uh, with your savings account, they give you like, you know, 0.19% annual returns or something like if that? that. Right, you know, the, this just unbelievably tiny amount of it uh, of money to to save there. So if you're a bank, you get this special huge rate of like two percent, mm-hmm. or at least now it's uh, you know now it's up to a point where oh well, since this is higher than uh, my base rate for uh, for uh, government loans, which is you know treasuries and bonds and all that stuff, because c- uh, treasuries. Are, are a hedge against uh, uh, against risk. 
So, like, you know, you're trying to make money, but uh, you're not trying to be too risky. Mm. So they'll take these treasuries, even though they know that inflation is bigger than the treasury amount, just to reduce their uh, their risk. Mm. And the and since this rate, the, the reverse repo rate changed, uh, instead of taking treasuries, they can just park it at the Fed and also get a... Uh, uh, a reasonable rate for it. It sounds like some crap that they just made up and pulled out of their butts. Um, just all like, of it um, is just crap like, that they just made like up. Quantitative and... easing, right? These are terms mm-hmm. that, like, I mean, I'm not familiar with it. I'm no economist, and I, I loosely follow the economy. But what I do is I try to apply austrian economics principles and so for our listeners out there, that just means that like the basics of economics are the real economics, right? If they use the mathematical formula that was used back in the 80s to define inflation, we'd now be at 17.3%. You getting that off so, uh, shadow and, stats? Um, what's that? Are you getting that off of shadow stats? Uh, there's a, no, a website I, that I uh, that off, always keeps track. Today. Hmm? You what? I got that off John Hannity today. Ah. I suspect he's getting it from the shadow stats. We talked about it earlier this week. They use the old calculation method for mm-hmm. calculating uh, the CPI. Yeah, it's it's really similar to, oh, well, we've redefined. Oh, well, we've redefined what counts as the CPI numbers. Oh, well, we've redefined what counts as uh, as a recession. Unemployment numbers, they do the same thing. Right. With. Exactly. The magic bean counters. You can't mm-hmm. trust them. I'm one of them. Okay. But... Uh, this China thing, not only Taiwan bluster, they're buying up as much farmland in the U.S. as they can, much of it near and or adjacent to nuclear facilities, uh, military installations. They're, so they're, uh, so, so they're, I, they're I can back. explain a, a bit about, about that, actually. So uh, Evergrande is, uh, is one of the biggest real estate companies in China, and they have just crashed. And they're, uh, and the government has decided not to bail them out, which is kind of bewildering. What? And, and so, uh, this is, this is kind of a cultural difference. So in America, we know that, like, I can't just, you know, put a bunch of money under the mattress because it's getting inflated away. So what Americans do for their retirement is they'll put it in stocks and bonds. There have been clips coming out from this bureaucrat who – it's not the redhead. Remember, there was the redhead for a while that yeah. was the spokes bureaucrat. Yeah, and now there's a new girl, uh, Jean-Pierre, I guess is her name. Maybe that's her last name. Sorry, I think it's pronounced Pisucky. They're both awful. <laughs> and this one is – you know, she does her job, right, which is to cover for the state, to, uh, to whitewash things, I'm, to I'm- – I'm entirely certain that you cannot be less than awful when your job is to speak for the state. Yeah, to uh, distract people and to just straight up lie. So here is their uh, set of lies, which uh, in regards to recession, there's a gentleman who's questioning. Somebody's asking the right questions from the audience at the press conference here at the White House. So here's what it says. Where we are today. If things are going so great, though, then why is it the White House officials are trying to redefine recession. No, we're not redefining recession. If we all understand a recession to be two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth in a row, and then you have White House officials come up here to say, no, 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 that's not what a recession is. It's something else. How is that not redefining recession? Because that's not the definition. That is not the definition. Brian Deese said in 2008, of course, economists have a technical definition, which is of a recession, which is two consecutive quarters of negative growth. They're the kinds of people who want to trust the government. And good. I'm glad that the government didn't tell them that there's a recession because they're stupid and they'll freak out. 
They're, they're terrified and not they're not able to think for themselves anyway. So if the government tells them there's a recession, then they'll freak out and start acting stupid and unusual. Right. Then like, there's uh, other people who can figure out for themselves when a recession has occurred. Just like uh, in all of the movies and television shows, like the, the super disaster movies or like when the aliens are coming or whatever, and the government goes, okay, we can't tell them because we don't want to create a panic. Right. But you're right. saying that's kind of what they're doing now is, we're, yeah, we're in one, but we're not going to tell them that because we don't want them to freak out. That's yeah, what you're saying? Good. Good. Okay. I'm glad. Frankly, I ha- I I'm ha- surprised to hear you say that you think it's a good thing that the state is lying to people. <laughs> they're always lying to people. I'm glad that they're lying I, to people in the way that makes them less scared no, for I a change. I think what he's saying is that he's glad that the common folk aren't freaking the F out. That's what I'm saying. I think that's okay. that's what he's getting That is at. exactly he's what I'm He's not necessarily saying. glad that the bureaucracy, well, even exists, much less is lying to people. Right. But he's glad that they didn't come out and be like, yep, that's it. We're in a recession and everybody's freaking. Well, what would people do differently if they heard that there was a report that know. said that there was a recession? I mean, well, we're already seeing people adjusting their spending habits based mm-hmm. on inflation. Uh, this is uh, titled Facebook Instagram posts flagged as false. Oh. For rejecting Biden's recession wordplay. Ah, oh, the fact checkers mm. are coming into play now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so called. Meta's third party fact checkers have flagged as false information posts on Instagram and Facebook accusing the Biden administration of changing the definition of a recession in order to deny that the U.S. economy has entered one. <laughs> this is yet another reminder that the project of purportedly independent fact checking on social media is a highly partisan one in which legitimately debatable opinions are passed off as objective truth. And it's partisan towards the government. If you are not in favor of what the government says, then you're going to get banned. You're going to have your account restricted. And this is the difference between politics and finance. So in finance, you want a fixed, specific definition so that you can have a a game plan Mm -hmm. for when this exact event occurs. Whereas in politics, that's the last thing you want because then you're responsible for a recession. So we've... You know, talked about all of the all of the things, right? Uh, the official determination and government says, well, we've got to look at it on a holistic level, including the labor market, consumer, blah blah blah, all of that kind of stuff. But uh, I look in- at it on a holistic level, which is why we are burning incense and uh, ringing <laughs> bells to try and bring the economy back. Well, people are doing the money dance in their front yard or on a circle. Praying over crystals. PolitiFact is an official third-party fact-checking apparatus for Meta, the company that owns Facebook and Instagram. This means that PolitiFact is not like any ordinary website that offers a, re- a critique of a political narrative. PolitiFact's critiques are enforced by social media platforms. Mm-hmm. In uh, related news to this whole discussion, we talked about inflation, of course, uh, the numbers mm-hmm. from uh, you know the official government numbers, and then the Shadow stats versions, which are using the old calculations that show uh, 17%. Yeah, speaking of which, uh, just to get uh, uh, another piece of data that's not coming from, uh, you know, political bias, uh, there's also Truflation, which offers a different set of data. What are they saying? So so according to them, like, uh, it's at about uh, 9.6 now, Hmm. uh, but it's actually down recently. So, um, yeah, so instead of just using the old definition and just calculating it according to that, mm-hmm. they, like, do their own analytics. Hmm. Truflation. Mm-hmm. So, don't worry, guys. The government has a plan. <laughs> 
Not only is the Federal Reserve working to fight inflation, but they also are going to pass a new law they're trying to get through called the Inflation Reduction Act. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys heard about this? I have oh, heard yeah. about it's, it. And it's fact, actually in my show prep, as a matter of fact. Oh, wonderful. And, and in fact, just to reiterate my stance on, on things the government says, um, you know, we saw the Patriot Act. Nothing patriotic about it. Yeah, I would love to know why we have a president that falls off his bicycle, that can't read a teleprompter, that can't hardly even walk without shuffling, tripping over stuff, and that refuses to blink his eyes for 40 <laughs> seconds. I haven't watched what that thing, that but that is creepy. Crap. It is weird. Did anybody there well, that to me? Well, so... <laughs> He's old. Is, so, again, you just need to have more faith in the government. Just more faith in the government. So no matter who they put forward. My idea was to get rid of them, actually. Well, so, I mean, for example, uh, he's a Democrat. His his primary voter base is Democrats. And their whole thing right now is this wokeness thing, right? So the the people who are the the perpetrators of in the woke ideology, the the great Satan is the the white people, (laughs) the males, the cisgendered, uh, heterosexual. So a... Straight, white, old man is the yeah, most difficult weird. thing for them to vote for, but as a show of they faith, they sure did, from. didn't they? Yeah, well, they had, who else was there? I mean, you've got this Kamala Harris who really can't even read a paragraph without repeating herself like 30 times. I don't know who writes her speeches, but they need to be fired, too. I ran through the grocery store to get a couple of things the other day, and I passed by. They had the big signs out in the meat section, you know, beef on sale, right? Mm -hmm. A really nice steak was like $22. Wow. I'm like, wow, that's not, like, I'm like, I'm totally not buying one. Might as well go to a restaurant. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Although that's not getting cheaper either. I mean, it was like a T-bone. It was thick and everything, but like a nice steak, you know, like 20 bucks. Really? Wow. Well, so I mean, one of the, one of the big things is just that food is an inescapable purchase. Yep. Like food and energy, eat. you have to eat. You have to get to your job. Almost everybody. Mm-hmm. So these are the things where, when there is inflation, which there is, like there was an, a monetary inflation, it has finally come through to be a price inflation, and this is where people see it because it, it it's unavoidable here. So that's a a big concern for a lot of people, and it's why they like to say, well, core inflation doesn't include those two things, and that's where most of your inflation is. So, no, we need to look at the core inflation because it's not as volatile. Oh, you mean all the things that are optional? Because food is not optional. Mm -hmm. Hey, West Virginia, that's the state that's blessed us with the great two-faced sellout Joe Manchin, right? Says he wasn't going to vote. With the Democrats on this on the new bill with climate change and everything. Oh, that and was then, brilliant! Like on, as a tactical a strategy. Sudden, and then all of a sudden, he changes. You know why? Because Bernie Sanders called his rotten, no good, two faced butt out. That's Are you talking why. about the Inflation Reduction Act or something else? No, that was like a climate change bill they were trying to get passed. Well, that's basically a climate did. change bill, from well, what I understand. No. They're going to raise taxes. I'm not going to go along with that. And then last week, Bernie Sanders called her, came over and said, oh, he's a fraud, he's a phony, he's a sellout, he's making all this money off of these coal people. Yeah, and then all of a sudden this week, whoop, he changes. 
Well, well that's what politicians do. They uh, they waffle. They change based on well, various different political it. factors. Well, you I, can't trust them. Well, I got, I got I to got tell you. Thing. Can I ask you about one other thing? Sure. Just hold on. I think Peakless had a comment on what you were saying before. Yeah, no. So this was brilliant. I mean, I, I don't know whether it was intentional on his part or not, but I mean, as far as politics go, that was the right move to make. So if he had let this go through, then inflation would be way worse than it is right now. You should know by now that, like, I'm pretty sure nobody in this studio tonight wants a president, period. Yeah. Is there anyone here who does not want him brought up on uh, on war crimes? No oh. one? Who, Biden? No, uh, no, Trump. No, no, Trump. We're, we're discussing Trump. He obviously uh, thinks we're supporters. No, we want him brought up on war crime charges. That would be great. It's called sedition. Huh? It's called sedition. That's sedition? Uh, yeah. No, I, as far as I can tell, he hasn't Mer- done any sedition. I just want Merrick Garland, either you know what or get off the pot, okay, Merrick? Jerome, you are such a, a political junkie. He, Jerome loves to call and just drop all these names. Oh, Donald Trump, Merrick Garland. Yeah. No, and he and, always assumes that we're listening to mainstream media like and, he is. And, and his he points, doesn't believe us when we're like, yeah, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. Question. What question? Is he senile or is he lying? Maybe Which both. One? There's a good chance Why of both. <laughs> yeah, if, if, I, if I had to pick between the two, I'd say he's definitely a liar. I don't know hey, if he's senile that, or not. Same thing's true about Joe Biden. Yeah, I was going to say both uh, both Trump and Biden are senile old white men. Yeah, and and something to keep in mind, like Trump called for the execution of drug dealers. Back in the pandemic, when the food shortage and everything was really happening, um, I have firsthand knowledge of some of the larger casinos out here that kept pallets and pallets and pallets of food and did not get them to the food banks and Mm. then were ordered to just throw them away. Mm. Mm. Yeah, we talked a little bit about some of those types of things happening where people were just disposing of food that otherwise would have gone to places. Uh, We saw governments not allowing people to give away their excess Mm -hmm. to those in need. We saw people, you know, pouring gallons and gallons and gallons of things like milk, you know, down the drain because they couldn't give it away and it couldn't be used and there was no distribution uh, and that kind of a thing. Yeah, it turns out making containers for food is not an essential job. Oh, what do you expect to happen when there's nothing to put the food in to get it to people, which means that they can't uh, they can't do the regulations that you told them they have to do. I'm curious what your well, firsthand were, knowledge is, though. These these were held in uh, their refrigerant systems. Mm. This was not food that was just all of it was just left out. You know, a lot of these problems can be solved. Wait, wait, wait. Let me guess. They don't happen. They don't happen in Germany, right? (laughs) A lot of these problems don't happen in Germany because Germany is so much better. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you. Yes. Germans have a lot of brilliant minds behind the scenes. Yes, yes, absolutely. I know some of the people who are behind the scenes in Germany. Deutschland über alles, right, Robert? 
they're, they're they're smart, they're clever, and and they and they're they're responsible. They they take personal responsibility for everything. Did you hear that on. the Germans are now cutting back? Uh, there's mandates on them cutting back energy consumption because mm-hmm. the Russians are cutting back the oil uh, yes. gas supply. Absolutely. To them, absolutely, they cut down 15 percent, and they're storing that. Absolutely, the, the, the Germans will survive anything. Well, I bet they're going to have a huge I, I, population I, I, reduction I, 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 this what winter. Are they cockroaches? <laughs> the Germans will survive <laughs> yes, anything. Yes, absolutely. They'll, they'll Wait, did you say they're absolutely cockroaches? That's what he said. Uh, Germans will survive a ton of cockroaches if, if, if it's a matter of, of, of principle. Uh, are you I, saying, I'm, just I, want to clarify something, are you saying Germans are superior to the rest of the world? I, I, I don't compare Germans with other people. because You do no every time be... you call into the show. They are incomparably superior. I kind of disagree with most everything you say. Um, uh, yeah, I... Like, for example, I believe you believe in open borders, a free flow of migration, free flow of, of people. Well, we believe in private go. borders. Private borders. What does that mean? So, like, if I have mixed my labor with nature or if I have traded something that I've mixed my labor with nature to acquire for something, then that's my property. Right. And if it's my property, then I get to use it whatever way I want. So if, for example, I build a road and I don't want you driving on it, then you can't drive on it. If I build a fence, you're not allowed to touch my fence without my permission. So what would happen in a situation like that, they could go wherever they were wanted by the people whose property it was. And if it's nature, well, then there. If it's untouched nature, then it doesn't belong to anyone. So they can go there and mix their labor with it as they will and homestead it. Right, absolutely. Well, but where okay. where nature has been altered through human effort, there they're allowed to go uh, where they have permission of those who own it. To further expand on that, uh, I personally uh, 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 do not recognize the uh, imaginary borders that nations have drawn on the maps. I don't recognize nations. Uh, Go look at the U.S. military and tell me they help the environment. They are the largest polluter in the United States. Fact. Yeah, the reason that they get away with it is that every single international treaty that governs pollution exempts the military from every one of its stipulations. And and the thing is, like, oh, well, we need to have a limited government. The government has never been limited. So if you take a look at the Constitution, they don't abide by it. They have never in any way been limited. They have always expanded beyond what their powers are. I mean, even the Constitution was written to have no standing army, but there it is. Right. What do you say to that, Keith? I say that you guys have this talking point that is not based in reality. That's why I think you're ridiculous. You didn't even answer my question. Well, no, no, I... Why can't you I, just address what what we're talking about? You just seem to want to go off on a lecture. Can we have a conversation? Well, In order to have a conversation, you have to have a question and an answer. answer. No, I'm giving you answer why government, to a certain extent, is helpful with the environment. I okay, but you also said you support national example. security. I presume, that would imp- I presume that would include the U.S. military. And I'm pointing out to you that your precious constitution that you brought up earlier about the brilliant founding fathers, that was what you said, Keith. They wrote in that constitution that there should be no standing army. And do you support a standing that, army? Of course I do. Okay. There is more than enough food on planet Earth for all of the human beings. Without a doubt. Mm-hmm. That's all I wanted to get. Yeah, that's why a bunch of it gets thrown away a lot. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, as they put it, it's, uh, it is uh, how the food system is structured around power. 
right? Uh, rather than being a, a shortage of food or even an inability to get it where it needs to go. Oh, right. and guess what the the folks over at the World Economic Forum want to do? Hmm. Centralize the food control you know system even further. Oh, of mm-hmm. course, so they yeah. can get all the good stuff and leave mm-hmm. all the scraps for everybody else. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm sure they have nothing but your best intentions at heart. It's why, it's why you know, they let everyone into their meetings and not just someone who pays, you know, a million dollars. Oh, wait. Well, they do show their meetings publicly, or at least some of them. I don't know if it's all of them. Yeah, this well, is what know. you call an open conspiracy. Mm-hmm. We know the last thing they're going to do is allow the market to decide. Mm-mm. Nope, these people are central planners. Mm-hmm. So what else do we need to know, Peekless? Let's see. So uh, uh, to uh, recap the last bit of the last paragraph, uh, we have seen deliberate destruction of small farmers and food sovereignty in favor of corporate power. Therefore, it is no coincidence that today we are witnessing the third major food crisis in the last 15 years. Hmm. What the Russia-Ukrainian, what the Russian-Ukrainian conflict has once again laid bare is just how fragile globalized food systems are. I believe Generation X might be the first generation of, at least in the United States of America, of people where food production is not a part of your daily household tasks. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so like true. Like I remember my grandparents, they did all of the food production. They yeah. had they had meat grinders. They would you know do their own butchering. Uh, you know, if they went out and got a deer, they'd hang it in the garage, butcher it themselves, get it themselves, bleed it themselves, package it, freeze it, you know, all that kind of stuff. You might even get like, here's some venison steaks for like Christmas or whatever. Right. Yeah. Grandma would give away, uh, you know, preserves or jams or jellies that she made out of like the wild fruits that grew in the back 40 of their property and that kind of a thing. So I've witnessed decentralized food production uh, because like oftentimes they would trade with like their friends who grew stuff or made stuff better. You know, oh, Mary's, you know, uh, plum jam is way better. And, you know, Naomi's, you know, peach jam is way better. You know, that kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. They had opinions on each other's ability to produce food. A reputation system. A Mm -hmm. reputation system. And so because if you excelled at one thing that everybody liked, then you knew you would just make a little bit more of that Mm -hmm. and trade that with so that they could get something that they liked from somebody else and that kind of a thing. So maybe Mary makes some extra peach jam this year because uh, they liked it so much last year. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more. All for free at freetalklive.com.